coming to you from the My Little Falls studio here in beautiful Little Falls, New York. It's your host, Scott Kinville, and another episode of Marty's Illegal Stick. Hey, what's up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 50 of Marty's Illegal Stick, recorded here on Wednesday, November 3rd of 2021. I can't believe we've hit episode 50. This is incredible. It really is. Uh, by the way, if in case anybody couldn't tell, I'm still at home. Uh, I'm on the IR list until hopefully tomorrow when I'll get cleared to go back to do normal activities. And next week, I'll be able to join Dave in the studio. I'm, get, I'm getting lonely. What I've done is I've, I've set up your chair and effigy right here. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, it's so occasionally I'll switch to this and just make like you're here. Right. You know what? You know what would have been great if you'd have just like made something out of me like a scarecrow. Yeah, yeah I could take those off of Main Street and put them up there. Put yeah, one there, exactly. you know? Yeah, oh, that'd have been great. Well, as everybody knows, that is our trusty sidekick and producer, Dave the Save Warner. Dave went to his first hockey game last week. So no, there, there wasn't. No, no. Remember, I used to go to the Springfield Indians growing up, and then. My oh, wife, yeah. yeah, my wife reminded me that I had actually taken her to a game in Biloxi 20 years ago with my son, which okay, I had so, forgotten about. So you went to your first game in a so, while. Then. Well, I thought it was her first game, right? <laughs> and by the third period, she's talking about, you know, take his legs out, get it, knock him down, get, get, get into the game. I'm like, okay, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she was like she was proper. I mean, you know, it was a chippy game. Yeah, it was, and point. but she wanted a little bit more chipping going on. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Can they fight? Can they fight? I'm always asked that question. I'm like, they can, but they're gonna get a game and another game. Right. Well, not only that, on the college level, it's kind of useless because everybody's wearing face cages anyway. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's it's really pointless. Uh, yeah. But you could you could get a little bit more physical on the on the checks, right? A little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 And as we, as we saw what happened, too, on the weekend, too, they got a little chippy for a while. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Professor, how you doing? Yes, good, good, good. How are you? I'm good. I Like I said, I can't can't wait to get back into the regular swing of things here. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend of hockey? Busy. Always busy. I know. It never stops. It seems like I'm, I, I live at the, the ABC Center, so it's, it's like I'm always there. Um, there could be worse places, you know. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, things are good. You know, I watched uh, some good hockey over the weekend and, you know, got to watch my son. And uh, my son's going out to Rochester this weekend. So, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it. But um, hopefully he'll do well and we'll see uh, We'll see what happens. All right. Very good. And our other co-host who was, uh, has got his genuine old school Puck the Virus shirt. I love it. I love it. It's the Macho Dom. Dom real got the Prowler's clock. That's 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 retro. That's legit. It's a piece oh, of yeah, hockey history. That is. Yeah, I'm back at. I have a uh, a setup again now that I'm back in my. I converted one of my spare rooms into a pod studio. Nice, nice. So we're gonna, we're 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 looking uh, ready to rock, which would be good. You know, our friend Barry Shelley's gonna get jealous of you having that clock. He's gonna, you know. Yeah, it's um. Unfortunately, there's a big crack in one side, but as things that are 20-something years old, that happens. tends to not be it perfect. Yeah. There still works. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, All yeah. right. So I'm going to bring our guest in. Our guest is the president of the Original Hockey Hall of Fame in Kingston, Ontario. Oh, a little problem with keep, the feed there. Keep, keep going. Keep talking yeah. about it anyway. 
Anyways, this guy, he's got some great, great stories. I was uh, talking with him Monday night in preparation for the show. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, and I'm sure he'll tell you, but people don't realize that there are two Hockey Hall of Fames. So I'm going to bring him right in. It's the president of the original Hockey Hall of Fame, Mr. Larry Paquette. Larry, what's going on? Hey, thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, great to be with you. Episode yeah. 50, Milestone. Yes, yeah. you are part of a milestone yeah. episode. <laughs> gonna put that plaque on the wall. I was just gonna say, maybe yeah. we'll have to be a part of the original Hockey Hall of Fame now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Larry, yeah, how I, long have you been? Uh, sorry, sorry, I was gonna say, um, I just apologize to your viewers in advance if I if things sound out of sync from my end. I'm just having a little bit of an audio uh, issue, but um, if you want, I can I can kind of dive right into things and and kind of let your viewers know a little bit about our hall of fame because a lot of people don't know about it. Like you said, absolutely. Um, yeah. Kind of an interesting story and, and uh, kind of, you know, good and bad and, and uh, up and down over the years. But basically um, uh, I guess to start part way through the story in the 1940s, the NHL decided to um, establish a hockey hall of fame once and for all. And they decided to establish it in Kingston um, because at that time, there was a lot of different cities that were kind of claiming uh, to have the first game played there, kind of like Cooperstown in, in baseball terms. And um, so Kingston was kind of on that radar. And there was a gentleman kind of at the, um, at the epicenter of that, James Sutherland. Uh, he was a real innovator in hockey in the early days. And uh, he was pushing for the hall of fame to be here in Kingston, Ontario. And um, so he, subsequently convinced the the nhl governors that it should be here and uh and and that's what happened in 1943 the uh, the six teams decided we're going to go forward we're going to try to have some construction done on a building hopefully and uh and have an actual hall of fame so uh like i said it's a it's a bit of a winding story but just to give you a little bit of bit of background that's that's really important and key to uh to our whole story, I mentioned about this gentleman, James Sutherland. So in the early days of hockey, and when I say early days, I mean like the, the 1910s, 20s, and 30s, um, he was often referred to as the father of hockey because this guy, he, he did everything in the sport. He, um, he coached very successfully. He was a convener of many leagues and sort of organized many leagues across Ontario and across Canada. So he was really um, looked up to in the hockey community. And I think that's a real big reason why the, uh, the Hall of Fame got here is because he had so much cachet in the hockey community. He'd done so much to build the sport that they decided, um, you know what, if we believe anybody, we believe this, this fella. So we're going to uh, kind of go with his lead. And, and that's how it ended up becoming uh, the original Hockey Hall of Fame not initially called that it was initially called the international hockey hall of fame and um and subsequently uh we changed names a few years ago but sort of uh circling back to the story james sutherland was a real innovator in the game just to touch on a couple of things that are kind of neat that still exist today is um uh, substitutions as the play goes on Thank God for those. I'm sure every player would say, um, yeah. but uh, at one time it was it was only when there was a stoppage in play. There's that uh, the 20 minute periods is something that he instituted. 
Um, and, and there was just even the, the, the names of the positions in the game. So, I mean, this guy is at his, his fingerprints all over the, the early days of the sport. And, uh, and as I said, it, uh, it ended up um, sort of culminating in the 1940s with the Hall of Fame uh, initially being located in our, in our city. Wow. I mean, and, nice. and in those early days, too, you, you had mentioned the positions and all that. Actually, they had seven players per side, correct, with a rover, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And there was also no forward passing, correct? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I apologize. But, no, that's um, okay. In, yeah, the, uh, in, the I, early, in the early going, they, uh, they also had, they had seven players per side, which uh, one of them was known as a rover, was basically you know, the guy who went all over the place, really. And there yeah. was also no forward passing, which if you can kind of imagine that in, in terms of today, you know, no stretch passes, no nothing like that. It was all skating. Yeah. Um, there, there's a couple other really interesting things to kind of uh, tell the background of our, our Hall of Fame. Um, so in the 1940s, obviously when it was established in 1943, it was in the middle of the in the Second World War. So um, clearly not a lot was going to go on uh, during those years. And then subsequently after the war, it was kind of like a stumbling economy, as you can imagine, in, in, in Canada, in the U.S. So things were, for the most part, kind of put on the back burner. And uh, a number of years went by. But even in those years, as, as they crept into the 40s, into the 50s, um, funny enough, the there was inductions done, even though there wasn't a physical building, which kind of sounds odd at the time uh, or odd now, I guess, but um, they just wanted to kind of move the, the process forward. And um, even in that initial class, like there's names or the, in the first couple of years, there's names that everybody in the hockey world would know, like, especially when you're, you're thinking of uh, uh, trophies in the league, there was uh, Frank Calder, there was Hobie Baker, uh, George Vesna, Art Ross, and Lord Stanley, uh, obviously after the Stanley Cup. So um, there was some inductions done in the in the uh, late 40s, early 50s, and and the group that was organizing the Hall of Fame, they they tried to just move it forward, but unfortunately, for, uh, as it ended up being, um, there just wasn't enough money raised before the the six teams in the nhl got a little antsy and wanted to move it to one of the cities uh in the nhl so um and and as a side note too the nhl did try to to uh help the hall because we're located right in the middle of montreal and toronto and of course in those days the only method uh for nhl teams was by train so um if there was a team in toronto and they were headed to Montreal, they oftentimes would stop in Kingston during these years, and vice versa, another team would stop, and you might have a game on a random Wednesday night like tonight between the Bruins and the Rangers, uh, full NHL teams to try to raise some money towards the Hall of Fame. So That's cool. it's kind of got a, a cool story behind it. Um, and as I said, as it worked out, unfortunately, it didn't end up coming to pass to actually have the site here um, with the NHL teams. So when it got into the 1950s, the NHL decided we want to have it in one of the one of the six cities. And Con Smythe, the owner of the Leafs at the time, was really pushing for Toronto. 
and uh, and that's what ended up happening. But the group here locally uh, didn't want to just let this all this work die, so they eventually had a building opened up, and um, and it's been in existence ever since. So uh, it's been about 60, 65 years that the uh, the building opened 65 years ago, and and still continues today. That That's is awesome. really cool, really yeah. cool. And actually, there is a, a documentary about this story. It's called The Father of Hockey. And it's uh, you can watch it for free, actually, on an app called Tuba TV. So if you're ever um, looking to get more information about that, watch that documentary. It's super interesting. So, Larry, I wanted to ask you, you know, when the, the Hockey Hall of Fame, as most people know, is open up, obviously, in Toronto, um, is there any kind of, like, a rivalry between the two Hall of Fames? No, there's really not. Uh, there's no, I guess, like like you guys know, you're all rabid hockey fans. Like for for there to really be a rivalry, there's got to be a competition, and you know we're realistic and not naive to think that we're a real uh, heavy competition for the Hall of Fame in Toronto. We're a fraction of the size, and, and obviously have a fraction of the budget. But um, um, it, it uh, although frustrating to the people here, I'm sure in those early years when they. They saw it slip through their grasp, and it went to Toronto. Uh, well, oh. he'll be back in just a second, folks. We uh, we were experiencing some technical difficulties. Yeah, don't yeah. don't blame it on us. <laughs> not, yeah, <laughs> we are we are not. Uh, there <laughs> he is. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. That's all good. Right. It just dropped me. Um, <laughs> but uh, just to pick up where I was. Uh, kind of leaving off there. Um, the Hall of Fame in Toronto, it's a great site. There's there's no animosity between the two. And in fact, I've uh, the two guys that you see out on the ice uh, every spring, usually, uh, in non-COVID times, um, that the keepers of the cup, Phil Pritchard and, and uh, Craig Campbell, um, I've known them for probably 30 years. Good guys. If, um, if we ever need a picture, if we ever have a display that we could use a jersey for those guys are always good to hook us up oh that's awesome uh, there's that's not awesome. a lot that we can kind of return the favor on but um at any rate we uh we uh, appreciate all their help and, and we get along you know great with those guys so we highly recommend going there as well that's, that's great that is that you know that's so good that you know you guys work together like that too because yeah, it just makes it so much more enjoyable for the fan really um so with your hall i know you guys you do have some unique artifacts in there. And I, I was looking at your website. Um, tell us a little bit about those, starting with, I think, the square puck, because <laughs> I couldn't even imagine that, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, some of the artifacts we have, I, I guess you almost call it like a little bit more of a historical feel. Like we have we have current items. We, we try to, you know, keep as current as we can for kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of items in the, the kind of golden era of hockey, but I guess a, a lot of the marquee items are, are kind of in the early days when our hall in those years really got a lot of, um, I guess, respect from people in the hockey world that would donate items of looking back are, are pretty huge in the scheme of things, but just to Boy, he's got a oh. serious connection issue. Yes. <laughs> he has connection issues. Well, that's that's all right because then, you know what? Because then we can just sit here and pick on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fellas. That's okay. Yes. Yeah, so, 
Sorry about that. I was just going to say, uh, like some of the key items, we've got the oldest puck that uh, is known, uh, 1886 it was used. It ended up being a square puck, but what they had was a, an Indian rubber ball. And because it would, you know, obviously be hard to control, they, they sort of chiseled off the sides of it and it had more or less a, a square look to it. So they called it a square puck. Um, so we've actually got the original puck and a stick from a couple of years later, 1880s. Uh, the oldest jersey known, 1894, from one of the teams that played in that very first game. Wow. And, wow. and then, and then, like I said, we've, we've kind of got something from every era. You know, we've got Gordy Howe, game-worn jerseys, uh, Johnny Bauer, Rocket Richard, John Bellavo, um, even Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky rookie jersey. Um, and, and, you know, a few things that are a little more uh, contemporary, I guess you'd say. I got to tell you one one quick story, uh, and hopefully I won't get dropped again by my internet. I apologize. <laughs> but um, uh, Wayne Gretzky. So we used to have a display, not completely dedicated to him, but it, what it had was when he was uh, 12 years old in Pee Wee, he scored some ungodly amount of goals, like 460 goals. Uh, so he'd score, you know, eight one game and one the next and three and then seven. And so someone from his team in Pee Wee had a chart where they would chart the, the number of goals in each game and each opponent. Make a long story short, uh, this was about four or five years ago. Kirk Muller, that you probably recognize the name from the NHL. Uh, sure. Kirk's a great guy. He's from Kingston. He was going through the hall with his brother, and he took a picture of this chart, and he sent it to Gretzky. Gretzky got right back, and he said, where in the hell did you find that? And he said, I'm in the Holocaust Hall of Fame in Kingston. They have it in one of their displays. He'd never seen it before, so he thought it was the greatest thing. Oh, that's really cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. And, you know, I tell you, I was looking at the um, at the pictures of, of that original stick that he was talking about. And you know what? It almost looks like a like a field hockey stick. Very kind of curved. It's it's quite the uh, quite the sight actually. Uh, so so uh, Larry, with the uh, with the Kingston connection, I know like you said, Kirk Muller. What other players have come that you have um, artifacts for in the hall, and any interesting stories about that? Yeah, um, yeah, we got a a real long history it's not it's not the biggest city you know we're i guess now we're probably 120,000 but um you know it's not the biggest city in comparison to montreal or toronto or obviously a lot of cities in in canada even for that matter but we produced an unusual amount of nhlers and um and the really kind of cool part from a kingston perspective is that these guys have all done pretty substantial not every one of them of course but um, we have a display in the Hall of Fame. It's, it's the uh, Stanley Cup winning goals display. And after doing exhaustive research, one of our, our historians found that Kingston is the only place to have five players come from uh, that had scored game winning goals in the Stanley Cup finals. Wow. And um, so we have, uh, we have a display dedicated to these five guys, but it sort of goes beyond that where um, uh, Jana Heffert, uh, the first time the, the Canadian women won a gold medal, she won, she scored the game-winning goal. Um, the biggest tournament in Canada, aside from uh, in the junior level, is the Memorial Cup. And we just had a whole slew of players from Taylor Hall to Doug Gilmore to a lot of different players, uh, either uh, 
you know, sort of win tournament MVP or score winning goals. And it, it's just kind of a crazy knack. There's no rhyme or reason to it, but there's been a lot of guys come through here over the years and, um, and done, uh, you know, pretty well in the NHL for themselves. So it's got a real long history that way. Going back to, I guess, the 19, you know, 20s, 30s, every decade, there's been two or three or five players in the league that have been from here. And uh, so I think that's just added to the the kind of lore of our area as a real hockey hotbed. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a good story to tell, and uh, and there's a lot of history behind it. And you know there there is one person in particular we wanted to talk about too, who's uh who's got some connections to the original hall, and I know you want to talk about him, uh, Don Cherry, the the world yeah. famous Don Cherry. Uh, he he's done quite a bit of work for the hall, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, Don is a great guy. Um, I think when I was talking to you the other night uh, briefly, I had mentioned you know it's it's two different people that you see, right? And, and like a lot of cases, you might see a. a TV personality, um, and away from the the camera, they're completely different. So uh, Don is exactly that guy, just real kind of calm, mild-mannered guy away from the camera. When they flip the lights on, the guy comes to life, obviously. It's unbelievable. Um, he's a grumbling at uh, midnight. <laughs> that's an understatement, right? Um, but he, he's been a huge supporter of the Hall for probably 25, 30 years. Uh, we have his uh, uh, whole display dedicated to him uh, he, he's given us a couple of the loud jackets that he used to wear on set um, yeah that's he great for the rochester americans so so we've got one of his uh rochester jerseys he coached there he gave us uh, quite a bit of uh bruins material when he coached there as well um so he's i mean and and, and this sums up don cherry in a in a heartbeat where um he would never want any fanfare he would never want any credit for anything so the odd time we've had an event and we've put out a invitation to him thinking that he may come and oftentimes he has but he'd be the guy that, that would just sneak in the back door just as it's happening because he wouldn't want to create any any scene or any commotion or anything like that to distract from anything um and and that's the type of guy he is so yeah we've been real fortunate to be connected with don for a lot of years. I've, I've been able to meet him um, a few different times in a few different rinks uh, just by chance and, and had some great conversations. So tremendous guy. And, uh, and I, I understand you guys are kind of in his corner. You're, you're fans uh, uh, of uh, the way he rolls kind of thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, and I'll tell you, you know, being here in the States, like I was telling you, we were, we live, we were actually fortunate enough to get CKWS out of Kingston, Ontario. Yep. Uh, we were growing up on cable. And so a lot of us, we grew up on hockey night in Canada. Yep. That yeah. was our, our introduction. Right. And to see, be able to see Don Cherry every weekend. I mean, that was as anybody knows who's ever watched coach's corner, that's must see TV. Oh yeah. Back then. I mean, that was just, you know, almost better than the game itself <laughs> you know uh but how about events that go on at the hall every year do you guys do anything in particular um if if i heard you correctly uh so what we what we have uh going on each year at our hall of fame there's a couple of annual events so the first game that was ever played here was in 1886 uh, between Queen's University and the Royal Military College. Both those institutions are right in the city. 
and uh, it's the oldest oldest hockey rivalry in the world. So it's still it's happened every year from 1886 till now, and um, so they still play university hockey against each other. And uh, there's one game that gets singled out during February that they call the Car Harris Cup. And it's, it's kind of a bragging rights game between those two universities, but it also um, is in remembrance of that first game in 1886. So it actually started in 1986, the 100 year anniversary, and has continued ever since. Um, the other event that happens the same week is a little more unique. Um, it is the rules, uh, the stick, the puck, and even the dress of the 1886 game. We have a little tournament between three teams. We have some university students from Queen's University. We have some cadets from the Royal Military College. And we have a third team that's um, comprised of uh, military personnel from uh, a city that's a couple hours away. They come in every year. They play a little round robin tournament, and um, like I said, it's it's pretty it's a pretty unique event because they're using 1886 rules, which is a little hard to get your head around at first because there's a lot of back passing. There wasn't forward passing at the time, so it's it's kind of like rugby almost, where you can pass it laterally or behind you, but not ahead. Um, a lot of different rules to get used to, and. We have referees that back then they had a bell rather than a whistle. So, you know, we incorporate that. And that game's been going for going on 60 years now. So wow. it's just a, a, a quick hour and a half afternoon. We usually get, I don't know, four or 500 spectators down there uh, if it's not, uh, you know, too frigid of a day. And um, so those, those are kind of key events over the year. And the only other thing that we're involved in is there's usually a West Point RMC, the Royal Military College game, every second year it would be here in Kingston. So we we uh, are usually a little bit involved in that as well. And you can imagine uh, a, a pile of cadets coming in from West Point and everyone from this <laughs> Royal Military <laughs> I tell you, that would be so awesome, wouldn't it, guys, to play a game 1886 rules? Just to try it. I don't know. It's funny he, when he just mentioned that uh, cadet thing. I forgot my cousin Brad played in that. Really? Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, because he was he, he went to West Point. No kidding. Oh, that's really right, cool. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, that was ten years ago. I'll tell ten, you what, though. Here's more than deal. ten years ago. If we play this game, we got to play it with the 1886 style skates too. No, we. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Uh, <Yeah>. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. All right. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, then. Let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, say, today or this week. Uh, Larry, your son is the video coach for the Toronto Marlies. And uh, looks like he'll be coming to town this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Uh, just by coincidence, we, we talked about that the other night when we were on the phone. Uh, um, my, yeah, my son played junior hockey as a goalie. Um, he... Uh, you know, had a pretty good junior career. He, he had some D3 offers that he weighed, but he decided to come back to school locally. So then he, uh, as soon as he was done school, he was lucky. He was fortunate. He got right back into hockey as a video coach with the local uh, Ontario Hockey League team here. Did that for a few years. And um, he was also a goalie coach uh, of the university team and, and worked with a lot of uh, pro goalies uh, with instruction, that sort of thing. Um, and so he's 
over the last few years, it, it evolved with the Frontenacs. Uh, I guess he, he must have impressed a few people. He got invited to do the same job um, with Hockey Canada this summer for their under-18, under-20 uh, camp. And from there, he got an offer to um, to work for the Toronto Marlies in the American Hockey League. So um, he's sort of living the dream. Well, he's not sort of. He is living the dream. Um, I talked to him and I, I just said, you know, listen, enjoy. I know you, you're busy. I know you, you don't have a lot of time. But every once in a while, stand back and smell the roses because I said, uh, it's like getting paid for nothing, right? I, I mean, you're working hard, but you love what you're doing and, and you're getting paid to be in the, the hockey world. So uh, as, as I mentioned the other night to you, he's um, ironically enough, you mentioned you, you uh, would be at the Utica game this weekend and, and the Marlies happen to be in town uh, to visit. So a um, bit of a connection there between us, I guess, too. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, looking forward to, to having those guys in town because it's always a good game too, between, between Utica and the Marlies. It's always so much fun. Uh, so Larry, how do, uh, how do we find the original hockey hall of fame on the internet? Um, so our, our, uh, website, uh, which is, uh, like, like a lot of websites kind of always evolving and trying to get bigger and better. Um, you can, you can find the original hockey hall of fame, just uh, www.originalhockeyhalloffame.com. And, uh, we're trying to work in a virtual tour. Because right now, as we speak, um, our situation is we're located in a four-pad rink, which is great. The only downside is we're, we're in a city uh, building, and uh, we don't have any staff on site. So it's, it's kind of open to the public when we are open. And so right now, we've, kinda, we've got the brakes on everything, uh, just waiting for things to open up a little bit further so that we can have people come and go and not have to worry about, you know, their safety in any way kind of thing in the, in the COVID world. So um, you can certainly find us on the internet. Uh, that, uh, that website's going to get bigger and better as we go along. As I said, we're going to try to incorporate like a virtual tour so that if you can't get there in person, you can kind of meander around. In fact, there's a little drone footage on the website that uh, comes right from the, uh, the highway and comes right in the front door of the rink and up the stairs and into the building. So might want to check that out. It's probably worth a look. Uh, if you're ever in Kingston or over this way, um, you know, you're more than welcome to, uh, to come visit the hall of fame. If you're in the vicinity, love Absolutely. to have you. That's all. Uh, the border's open the eighth. So. Yeah. And I got your phone number so I can let you know we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> so I can give you a warning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, Larry, we appreciate you coming on and sp- t- taking the time to come on and talk about the Hall of Fame with us. This has been a, a real pleasure for us. And uh, it, like I said, if there's anything we can ever do for you to help promote the Hall, just let us know because it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. And uh, yeah. like I said, we really appreciate thanks you for, coming on. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, thanks very much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I, I apologize about the, uh, the technical difficulties a few yeah, times. No there. problem. Well, We'll, we'll get that all smoothed out. And uh, if you want to have me back on down the road, we can probably cover a bunch of other things too. So uh, absolutely. Anytime, it would be a pleasure. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank Larry. you. Appreciate it. All right. That was Larry Paquette, the president of the original hockey hall of fame. That That's interesting. See, cause like I said, I'm just, I'm a history nut as it is. Yeah. So I just, I love that stuff so much. It, I, I, I wouldn't really mind is. going out to see just to see that game or just even just to walk around the facility. 
Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, just that square puck and the stick. I mean, you, you want to go play the game, but I mean, not wearing those skates, I won't do. I don't even know if I would be able to play the game with passing backwards and, oh, no way. you know what I mean, the old school rules. I mean, that's I'm barely insane. skate on new skates. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? You know, there no, is why? a video on YouTube. Uh, it was that Coach Jeremy from that How To Hockey. Oh, he's he, awesome. Isn't he, though? And oh, he he's has, awesome. Dude, he gets like 10 pairs of skates, and it was all from different yeah. eras, right, from like mm-hmm. modern day all the way back. I think he had him from like 1920. And so he's, you know, ripping around the ice in the brand new, you know, oh yeah, he yeah, was yeah. wearing, right? Yeah. He goes to put the 1920 skates on. He couldn't even get three strides. No. It was like, done. <laughs> yeah. You no. know? Because, I mean, oh, those things God. are basically sneakers with, you know, steel blade on them. strapped yeah. to them. You yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, it's They're like, like if you go to the baseball hall of fame, you see the original cleats. They're just dress shoes with nails coming on the bottom. <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. it, yes. you know? And that's, and that's the coolest thing about that, though. You know, you just see the way the game develops over the years. It's, just, right. it's crazy nowadays. Right. Oh, absolutely. And actually, the, the website that he was talking about is excellent. They have a timeline for everything. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's it, it really is interesting how they really do compare that to the way Cooperstown developed as far as the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, it is – I'm telling you, next time I get over the border, I got to stop there. Yeah, Drew, yeah, Drew chiming in on the comments said that my buddy Drew said he played a game there because they have the ice pads there. So that's pretty good. The Invista Center, I think you said. Yeah, it's yeah. It's that's awesome. pretty sick. That's awesome. I mean, that's yeah, pretty good. Awesome. It, it would be really interesting to see the different stuff they got there. Yeah, it, it would. And, and like I said, we got to try to play in that game sometime. Either that or we'll organize one here. Oh, oh, oh my mean, God. 18, what, no. I mean, I would say. Who are you going to You're going to have to get guys that actually understand the rules to do that. <laughs> That's, well, they, they that's going to be hard enough. Not yeah, like we they, understand the rules now. Yeah, but they well, do it with a vintage baseball here. They tried that yeah. in Little Falls. They did the vintage baseball. It was cool to watch. They did that in Little Falls? I've always yeah. wanted to do that. No, yeah. it, it was really awesome. Cool. It was oh, really it awesome. so cool. Yeah. Well, Jared's cool. like, you guys are nuts. No, I'm, no. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go out there to do it. Um, but other than like trying to do it here, trying to find a referee that knows what they're doing, like, no. Right. Well, you can't find one of those anyway, Jeremy. Come on. Yeah, it's hard press. <laughs> well, what's, what's the deal? Nothing yeah, would yeah. change. Yeah. Dave, we'll, we'll have you bone up on the 1886 rules, and you can be the referee. I'll tell that. you what. I'll do it. And But I would make one rule change. Oh, no. No. Yeah, let you guys wear modern skates, but play under those rules. That That's way, fair. no oh, I mean, no pushback. Because you could. there's no way you could learn how to use those skates and be safe. But other right. I was going to say, for right. the sake of safety, safety we yeah. should probably. Yeah. For the sake, yeah. So yeah. for the sake of safety. Right. Right. <laughs> safety first. Always safety first. I want to buy an IR for the rest of my life. I know. <laughs> Even just looking at the way those skates are made. Because like, there's Man. so much technology into skates now. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, it's I, unbelievable. Oh. I was talking to, because I have, I still technically have a sales rep for Verbero. It's a hockey brand. I don't know if you have familiar guys. Yep. Yeah. Andy Sutton, ex-NHL player. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns a company, and I had him on the show before. And he's just going over the technology that goes into the skates. It's like, this is just incredible. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's only it's only excelling year after year yeah. after year after year. What can yeah, they change? Yeah. It's a it's thing. leather and a blade. What can they change? Yeah. But you know no, what's funny not. is <laughs> like you buy a, a brand new pair, say five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And you finally get them broken in the way you want them, and then they're obsolete. Yeah, <laughs> they're up, you got, it's not even five years ago. You can take two years ago and they're obsolete. Well, yeah, well, Jerry, you probably see it, especially working with the college kids. How every year, how much does the technology change? In every year, every year, every so year. It seems like it changes every six months every with the sticks. Just look at the timeline of the way sticks have changed from yeah. even the last 25 years. If you go back and look at some of the stuff they have in Kingston. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You got broomsticks yeah. over yeah. there. Yeah. 
I mean, it's Definitely. like I can look at the sticks that I have now that I use like right now and look back at the stick that I used when I first started get when I got back into it. And you can just see it. Oh, did you Without have a detachable head when you were younger? I, I did. I actually <laughs> did. I did. The old aluminum Easton. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is classic. Hey, I had an all wood stick. I had a, I had well, a Christian. I, I had mean, a Christian that was all wood stick. No, straight blade. It's crazy blade. to That's see. What I with. What some of those guys were able to do with wooden sticks back in the day. I know. Yeah, exactly. How mm. Al McGinnis could snap those bombs with a wooden <laughs> stick. Oh, my God. you imagine what he do with a modern stick? Good Lord. He'd kill somebody. Oh, my God. But you know what's funny is if you, they've actually asked players like him, before, you know, what would you do with these sticks now? And they're like, you know what? We've tried them. You can't use them. They don't like them. Because yeah. there's a complete different kick point. Yeah, there's, there's, uh-huh. they, don't, the they don't like the feel. Yeah, yeah, they don't like the feel. The mechanics is entirely different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was like I said, like the, I was talking to my ex father in law when at my son's practice over the week, and we were talking about the square puck and the straight blade and everything else. And he's like, I go, you know, I couldn't imagine trying to take a, a wrist shot with a straight blade. He goes, well, he goes, most of those guys had deathly backhands. Yep. And if you think about it, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Right. See, that's why that's the only shot I can do. You should go back to the straight blade, Scotty. <laughs> I know. I might actually score in our league. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, well, guys, why don't we take a commercial break here real quick? And uh, But as we do always do, we're going to end our segment with, you guys guessed it, I don't like this trivia. One. I don't like this question. Oh, come on. Don't be, don't be like that. I like anyway. it, but I don't like it. <laughs> why? Does it make you feel old? No, well, yeah, in a weird way, yes. I don't even want to hear. I just told you. You weren't there. Yeah. I haven't even said the question yet, and you feel old. Oh. It's like having Gump here. Oh, my God. (laughs) By the way, I'm hoping he's back next week. He's going to say he's not here again. Shuffleboard Wednesday. I mean, Shuffleboard Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Breakaway Trivia is brought to you by Jimmy the Iceman McNeil Children's Book. (laughs) The red and white Zamboni ice machine. To order your copy or to get more info, email Jimmy at Mac underscore Iceman at hotmail.com. I had to remember his email address off the top of my head. How do you like that? All right. So, anyways, this week's breakaway trivia question is the Hobie Baker Award is awarded annually to the NCAA's top hockey player in the nation. What was the first year they awarded that award? The answer when we come back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned business the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Stop by today at mybunfalls.com. You'll be glad you did. Dun, dun, dun. 
The music is amazing. Scott's got to get a Woody. You know what? We call you the Macho Don, but I feel like I'm like coming through a WWE entrance every time I hear that. Just, I feel like you know I should walk through that door. You're gonna airplane smoke. walk like Scott Hall. Yeah. Well, hey yo. That's how I have been walking for the past week. But yeah, you've been hobbling around. Gimping out there like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite. But anyways, uh, let's answer our breakaway trivia question, shall we? You guys want that question again, or do you just want to go for it? Why don't you give it to us again for the listeners at home? All right. So the Hobia Baker, the Hobie Baker Award is given annually to the top NCAA hockey player in the nation. What was the first year they gave that award out? Who wants to go first? 80-81. Wow. Okay. Well, I was going to say, just quick plug, ex, uh, previous guest of the show, Mark Myers, hope you make finals. Not a big deal. Um, right. <laughs> I, I was going to say, shout Jared. Out, shout out, Mark. Yeah, plug the old episodes back in the archives. Um, That's right. <laughs> Jared's probably. I was gonna say. I don't think it's as late as people would, or as early as people think it would be. So I was gonna. I was gonna guess in the somewhere in the early seventies. So that's a shot in the dark. I don't know. Dave, you got a guess? No. (laughs) Dave's like, what is the Hobie Baker? No, I know that that because you know I've heard it. It's the Heisman. It's the Heisman Trophy of college hockey. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you know what? They call him the professor for a reason because he's right. It was eighty-one. Oh, he cheated. So who was the first one? Do you know who the first one was? Do you guys know who it was? Uh, no. He didn't. Neil Broughton. He, he didn't Google that. Broughton. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, Neil Broughton. No, that's cool. Yeah, I, I figured it wasn't like as old as you would think. I, I but I didn't know eighty one's. Yeah, that's a good guess. I knew it was a newer. It's a newer award. It's not a right. newer award, but I knew it's a newer award right. where I knew I was around. I was alive for it, but I was like you know, obviously one years old. But, oh, uh, okay, I was about to say what? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was alive. So yeah, I was. Yeah. I was certainly alive. Jesus. Yeah. Now I feel old. Thanks. Thanks uh, That's all right. I mean, uh, they they do say like you know when they announce the when they do the hockey awards, they do say like you know the forty first. Oh, winner you're of, right. They do, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah. That's how I figure. I'm like, wait a minute. It's only been. 42 years. Okay, so figuring it back, it's 8081. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't that. see Dave. I didn't cheat. You just I just do the math. <laughs> yeah. That I would just be do the that's, math. that's cheating right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I pay oh. attention to the award ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> speaking wait, speaking of Hobie Baker, and I know I'm probably getting ahead of myself. Speaking of Hobie Baker, wanna remind me who won the last one? Who won the last one? The, who's the most recent Hobie on. Baker award? He was just, it's not, he's not the last one. He was just on the other night. Won it last year. Anyone? <laughs> Look at Don. <laughs> well, no, Kel McCarr won, and then I'm drawing a blank. Oh, my God. Is this real? We're on a hockey show. You guys don't know who won the Hobie Baker last year. Let's not start talking well, he, about did SpaceX. He just play the, did he play against I'll the you, And he just got dropped down to Laval. <laughs> oh, Cole Caulfield. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's right. We'll get into that when we talk comments. Oh, you guys yeah, do your homework next time. Yeah, I know. He just dro- got dropped. Yeah. To live a- so you didn't know that? So you're you didn't know me- that? No. He's going to be. <laughs> so you're telling me he's in the odd Sunday night? Sunday. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh, that's, yeah. that's oh and by the way, he is not happy. No. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh. I mean. Did you see he took his he took the Canadian's logo off his Instagram? Everything. Jer- Jeremy, I'll have to send you the picture. Oh, oh, oh. He made it. He got dropped to Laval just in time to take the team picture. 
Yeah. <laughs> His face is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. Oh my Hey, they're God. already talking about a crap saw for a call field trade. Uh what? I'll take it. <laughs> you didn't see that? Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. take the, it. I'll take that the all rumor, day. The rumor mill going around. Oh yeah. I'll take it all day. I'll take that's a lot better than getting Eichel. <laughs> I'm assuming we'll talk about that because those rumors are stirring up like crazy. Oh right? yeah, we can fit that in. Some of the offers I've seen are insane. Oh my god, They're crazy. Well, the latest one has the Flames in front. Yeah, people are like, "Oh, the Flames are going to have to give up this pick, that pick, and and Kachuk." What? What's the point of training for Eichel if you give up right. Kachuk? Right, 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 right. I don't There's know. No reason for it. Well, yeah, I understand that, but what would you rather have—a franchise center or a really good winger? I don't know. I love really Matty good Kachuk. winger. I'm a big fan of Matty Kachuk. I love the way he plays a game. He's so gritty. He don't care. I love it. And he's he's, not, he's so sick. I mean, as a Kings fan, I'd love to have him out of the division. That'd be great. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Would you want to have a common cold or would you want to have cancer? I mean, it's that's what <laughs> Jack Eichel is. Wow. Oh, oh, wow. God darn. <laughs> I just I don't like the guy. I don't like I, I guess we're gonna have to change. Not. I guess we're gonna have to change it from I love Tom Wilson. <laughs> you know? Now, Jack could you Michael. imagine if I you know, ends up with the Caps oh, with Tom Wilson? Oh, Reeves will have a field day then, hopefully. Yeah, they, they were talking Reeves about Vegas Jordan. too, so I don't know. I don't know what Vegas has to give up. I'm not really familiar enough with them, but I. So with the Vegas situation, might have to get rid of Stone. No, Probably. no, no, they no. can't. They, there's no way he moves. They were talking. They would have to give up uh, Peyton Krebs. That's a given, right? So then, to make money work, somebody like Shea Theodore would have to go. And then Ooh. the Vegas Gold Knights would have to give up like their picks March for the next three years. <laughs> lit, lit up, uh, we lit up the comments for bringing up that, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Drew tuning in. Hopefully coffee will still down. Yeah, I hope you can see him in Laval. And then Samantha, so the, oh, come to the Caps. Caps. Can you <laughs> always not going there, but it was just more or less to get Jeremy going. That was, uh, that was the whole point. You got, you got Jeremy going. He's gone. I wouldn't be able to see yeah, Jeremy <laughs> got mad and signed He just off. kicked off. He'll, he'll be back. Him in Vegas would be really interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Can you imagine you know Holtz? Like I was going to say before, he just got booted. Um, Alexander Holtz <laughs> and Cole Caulfield. Uh, this game, this well, game, shoot out. This game just got really exciting on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, sure. we're live right now, guys. There's tickets still available. Like if you want to see two of the go. top guys go. in the AHL or NHL, I'm telling you right now, just go go watch this game. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be ridiculous. Go. It really is. All right, so you know what? We're going to get to the comments in just a second. But first, I want to do our happy birthdays, and there's only one. There's only one this week. It's happy birthday, Marty's Illegal Stick. The show turns wow. one year old on November 5th. Can you believe that? No, and I can't. I wish I was in the wow. studio because I would have brought a birthday cake. You are. You're right there. Yeah, there I am. <laughs> there you the are. Invisible <laughs> yeah. The invisible guy is right yeah, there. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> yeah, our first guest was Gumper. Actually, he was the first guest going way back. But Gumper anyways. was the first guest. I got to go back and listen to that because I'm sure that's a riot. It is, actually. It, it is. It's pretty funny, uh, to be honest with oh, you. Gumper talking about having to wear uh, women's garter belts when he played hockey because they didn't have anything to hold their skates up or their socks oh. up. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> my battery and my goal light died. I got to change it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well. It's got all the goal horns for the league. I think it's outdated by a year or two. But. Oh, I'm, I need I need one of them. You know what? You know what's crazy? As I go to this bar uh, with a couple of my buddies, uh, it's like a it's just like a 
Hicktown bar, but either way, they have one of the Budweiser goal horns, goal lights. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? That lights oh, up. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I got to get one of those. Yeah. I don't, do they still make them? Yeah, I think you can get them in Canada. Of course. They got all the good stuff. Of course. I know, right? <laughs> well, when we do that road trip up to the original hockey hall, there we go. We'll find some goal horn. There we go. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone's reading the comments. Big shout out to my better half. It's her birthday this weekend. Well, she's not excited about it because of the, she's going to be 32. <laughs> oh, yeah. 32 was a good age. I like 32. That's what I said. It's a nice round number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always round. Round number is always a good number. I can yeah, barely even remember number. 32. Depends. Well, yeah. You're what? 34, 35? Oh, yeah. Thanks, pal. I am 35. I am yeah. 35, and yes, I'm going backwards this year. Right, yeah. I'm, well, I'm 24 for the fourth year in a row. Well, that's safe. You are well, the curious case of Benjamin Button. 20, 24 for the fourth year in a row, so that means I'll be – I'll I'll do the same thing, but that's like 18 years in a row. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. All right. All right, <laughs> we're getting way off track here. We're way off track here. Let's get back, yeah. So anyways, uh, and by the way, I got a little different setup going on here because I normally have my outline right in front of me, but this is so if you see me kind of looking off to the side, the Utica Comets are now 4-0-0 after defeating the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at home on Friday. Uh, They look like they're firing on all cylinders and have a very tough challenge this weekend when they play three games or three games and three nights. Uh, Thoughts on the Lehigh Valley game, guys, and let's look ahead to the weekend's games. Was I the only one that was there? No, Uh, Jerry, you were there. You're your ice crew. Yeah, your ice crew guy. I, uh, I, 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 I got some thoughts. I'll be honest with you. One, I hate the simple fact that we got to have six games off before we play because clearly the boys were asleep for the first period and a half. Wow. You know, I thought it was only me. (laughs) No, no, man. No, it was uh, brutal. Are we, are we playing hockey tonight? Like, where are we? (laughs) Are we, we're, we're on grand still early. We're undefeated. I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they had won a game yet. I mean, no, it's they, they've not they have not won a game yet, and not not for nothing. And it's not even like a hey, they haven't won a game yet, so whatever. That doesn't mean they don't have a lot of weapons. Like Philadelphia no. does not have a lot of weapons in their no. organization right now. Like no, yeah, they got some they great pieces at at the top, but the, Lehigh Valley does not have a lot of good no. players. You know what no. I mean? And you can't discount anybody. I understand that, but man, they just did. It was a sloppy game. It did, yeah, up very. until. What was it? Two minutes in the, in the second? In the second, second, yeah. Woke up. And then they finally turned it on a little bit. Oh, they went nuts. Yeah. It's like, wow. But then the third period came around and they were like, oh, yeah, we got a game. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. What's yeah. going on here? You know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was rough. I also, uh, the attendance drives me crazy, but either way, that's for another time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I, agree. I, was looking, I was looking around going, a lot of empty seats in here, boys. But they're sold. Is there something I know. going on? You know what I think part of it was? And I don't know. And I don't mean this in a negative way at all. But for me, it seemed like a lot of people who are normally here being loud and crazy kind of kept their cool because it kind of was like a kid's night. It was like trick-or-treat night. So they were kind of was a kid's night. restricting yeah, themselves. And yeah. I still feel like people are – I don't know if it's like COVID or the parking situation or there's people that still hate the fact that it's New Jersey. But then I think there's some people that just flat out don't want to go. I don't know why. That's I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of New Jersey fans that are in the area. Right. That's a what I lot. figured. Like, and just, just like, they don't, I don't know. Like you, I, I think I know more Devils be... fans than Sabres or Rangers fans. Honestly. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot. Be a true, yeah. Well, I, I don't know about Rangers fans. There's there is a lot, lot of Rangers, Rangers fans right there. Yeah, here. that's what the it's because there's a, a lot of Italians. You know, <laughs> Gumpers well, coming out of the woodwork. Oh, you're we're gonna have to have a, a segment on how would we make that connection? But I do it for you pretty easy, right? So, uh, you know what though? I mean, guys, I in, it's early yet. I understand this. But I am telling you, I think Akira Schmid and Nico Dawes are going to be one of the best goalie tandems in the AHL this season. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but New Jersey put Wedgwood on waivers today. Scott Wedgwood. Oof. Did so, not see that. See that. Yes, did not he, is see on, that. he is on waivers. So, obviously, we won't Oof. know until tomorrow if he clears. If he does, then obviously he's going to be sent to Utica, but – He's on that California road trip with the Devils right now, and their last game isn't until Saturday against San Jose. So it kind of befuddles me why they did that now, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. They're probably just going to do it when they got back anyhow. Um, So that means Wedgwood's going to come down. So there's one of two options for the Comets. I mean, you can either send Schmidt, I guess, would be the odd man out to Adirondack, but I would see, you know, I would think that you would keep three the three goaltenders there in Utica, right? Right. You can't send Schmidt down because he just played too well at the AHL level. Obviously, Nico Dawes is the starter in Utica. So I almost kind of see this developing if Wedgwood clears, by the way, because you know what? There are there are NHL teams that need some depth at goaltender. So he might get claimed, but if he doesn't. I can kind of see this turning into, uh, say, a Corey Schneider situation with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, right, where he's an NHL experienced goaltender. They don't play him a lot, but he's there in the system ready if need be. What do you guys right. think about that? Yeah. Uh, who's – who's what do you got, Blackwood up in New Jersey? Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier. And Bernier. So Wedgwood is going to be – if he clears – Ay, ay, what a mess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Dawes isn't obviously going anywhere. He's going to stay with here in Utica and go back and forth to New Jersey if and when need be. Right. Um, Schmidt is another one that he, like you said, he's, he's a great, he's a great goaltender. Um, there's really no reason for him to go back down. Wow. No. I don't right. know. Well, I mean, I, if they're going to carry three goalies, who do they do? They have to get rid of someone else. No, no, they, they don't because three. there's no maximum uh, roster limit. There's no roster limit. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, no max. Jer, I like what Drew tuning in on the comments right now said. Wedgwood would kind of be like a Richard Bachman kind yeah. of guy. Be good experience yes. for the for the younger yes, guys, definitely. which would be huge, especially if Nico Dawes is going to get moved up and down. I right. mean, that's regardless of how good you are or how well you're playing, that's a tough thing to handle. You know what it I mean? And, oh yeah, because you don't get your rhythm. Exactly. And he'll be able to, to lean and be like, hey, what do you, and they'll be able to help out. And then it's not like he's a slouch between the pipes. I mean, I'll right. take having him in the crease all day. Right. So that, that actually, Drew, shout out, man. That's, that, that's a good yeah, point. That, I like that a lot. And that's something I think we've lacked a little bit in Utica, too, because we've had like, we've been in these weird situations where we had just like, like, I remember Ivan Kobolkov, like, we're just going to goalie out of nowhere <laughs> with no direction. <laughs> and the guy's like, he's cross checking people at the blue line. Like, dude, what are you doing? Get in the yes. crease. What are you, yes. nuts? <laughs> yes. Just crazy. From uh, Belarusian coming out of nowhere, cross checking dude. <laughs> oh. Don't get me wrong; yeah. it was fun to watch, but but yeah, still, that but still, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because especially, say Dawes keeps if they're gonna if these guys are these young guys, they're gonna plan on developing them, and they're gonna be some part of a future of the organization. That's an ideal situation for them is to have Wedgwood there. 
Yeah, it, it is. And you know, the funniest part is too, is uh, remember a few weeks back, we had Neil, uh, Neil Villapiano from the Devil State of Mind podcast mm-hmm. on. He was actually saying that the organization originally thought that Schmid might be more NHL ready than Dawes. I remember that was that. why he stayed with New Jersey, you know, training that, camp yeah. longer. So the, the goaltending situation they have is beyond excellent, if you ask me. Right. Again, yeah. a lot of hockey to be played, and these guys are very young. So, you know, right. I think there might be a little bit of regression coming at some point, but I don't think it's going to be much, to be perfectly Well, honest, I'll tell it. you what, with Dawes playing the way he is, he's going to be breathing right down the neck of the New Jersey Devils saying, I want to be up here, I deserve to be up here. Right. I mean, he literally, what, he got up there, got his first NHL win, was sent right back down, then got his third win in the run, third win, or first mm-hmm. shutout, first career shutout in the NHL or something like that. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, great. you got to, I mean, he looks amazing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. And, you sure. know, don't forget, this is both of these guys' first professional seasons in North America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dawes played a little bit over in Europe last year, and this is Schmidt's first full NHL, or full uh, professional season. So, you know, it's, it's just a, a great situation to be in. So how about this weekend coming up though? Now that's going to be gonna, tough... you got three and three nights. Now here's so the thing: are they you're going obviously from once a week to? I, I don't know up. if they're. I don't know if you're going to see Dawsey in that all three nights. No, you won't. You certainly. I won't. mean, obviously, you you probably would want to save them. Um, you know, obviously, it who's who's already seen the crunch the most already. That would be Daw or no Schmid. Schmid saw him. So maybe maybe Schmidt will get the smart right. start in Syracuse. Yeah. Because Schmidt saw them for half a game in the preseason, and then he played the the regular season game up in Syracuse yeah. already. So you know what? I think it's going to be a either a Dawes Schmidt Dawes or a Schmidt Dawes Schmidt. Say that five times fast, by the way. <laughs> Dawes Schmidt Dawes Schmidt Dawes Schmidt. <laughs> sounds like so good. <laughs> sounds like a menu item at Hagen Dawes or something. <laughs> I know, I know. It is, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's a. That's like one brutal thing the AHL does, though, as far as their scheduling. Like, uh, you cannot play for a week. Yeah. Who and made the schedule? Like three nights in a row. It's like, what is this? It's like, oh it's like you know, if these, these guys are like back in like D3 hockey again. It's like, okay, so we play every week. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you know what the worst part is, too, is it's not like you know, they play Saturday night and then they turn right around and play Sunday afternoon. Right. It's a five o'clock start Sunday afternoon. So, I mean, you're less than 24 hours. And you're right back. I'll yeah, be- but it's a five o'clock. It's not a three o'clock. I understand that. But three still, o'clock's a little you know? different. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that would be the night where you're going to see the goalie change. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you got to at some point. You're yeah. definitely, you'll definitely see both of them. But, um, yeah. you know, I just, uh, and especially having the crunch first. I mean, that's always a, just a bitter physical rival game anyways. Right. So you're going to be going into the, into the weekend kind yeah. of beat up as well. Right, right. I'm sure Toronto's going to come. No, guys. Toronto, Toronto's going to come in hard, obviously. Yep, for sure. Um, Laval's going to come in hard, obviously. I mean, and then, you, like you said, you got Syracuse that just is that team that just likes to, you know, let's show these guys up and see what they got. Yeah, and even though it's, even though it's only an hour ish, it's still a road game on Friday. So right, you got to travel sure, right. the night before, so that still throws off right. a lot of your routine. What a brutal week! Oh my yeah. god, Crunch yeah. Friday, Marley's Saturday, Laval Sunday, and then you got to play the Crunch again on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Oh, who did this? <laughs> yeah. No, Here, but we'll, it, let you, we'll let you go four zero. Here's your right. schedule. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, but no, I think you're right. We'll probably get a goalie change for that. I wouldn't be surprised if it, maybe it's probably like, Scott, I think you said it like a, a whoever Friday and then next two or, or change that up, vice versa. Right. Cause that's just, that's schedules. I mean, it's tough. It's brutal. 
Now it's too bad New Jersey couldn't have put Wedgwood on waivers a little bit sooner. I know these guys out. Oh my goodness! I know. But it is what it is. Who's the lucky guy that's in the crease on Sunday? Is got to deal with Caulfield. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, right. (laughs) And and, and uh, mad whole Caulfield on top of it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, is he going to be mad where he's going to like you know skate lights out, or is he going to be mad and like how not play? This happened two years ago too. By the way. With the freaking with freaking Montreal because they sent down Jesperi Katanemi and the second oh, I saw yes. the transactions I go he is gonna burn yes. us and then he had four points in his first game in the AHL That's against us. Right. That's right. This yeah. is about that. Awful. It's awful. Yeah. Who's next? What are they gonna send down next? What are we doing? Well, I'll tell you what though. You know, I don't know anything about Laval. I don't really follow them that much. But as far as the comments go, Alexander Holtz has just been incredible. Incredible. Five goals, Just four kiss. games. You know, like I said, I, right. I hate to see I, I hate to say it, but I just I can't see him being in Utica much past Thanksgiving. No. I mean New, if New Jersey stays healthy, I guess that'd be like the only way, but I right. mean I mean, why? Right. Why would you keep him? I mean, I get I mean, remember he's only nineteen too. Right. Yeah. So he is only I mean, I get he's it. A child. He's a child. Now now you're gonna see Cole Caulfield come in on Sunday. And you're going to see, you know, I mean, I don't think Cole is much older than 21, 20. 20. Is he 20? All right. So you're going to look at basically the same type of player. Now let's see the age difference in him. Let's see what the the year of NHL with Cole Caulfield has done compared to Alexander Holtz that hasn't been there yet. Right. You know, you're going to, you're going to see the, you're going to see this. Now, obviously Holtz, he's been clicking on all cylinders. He's he's oh, getting yeah. the one timer down. He's got the speed. He's got the shot. I mean, he that puck is as fast as that puck hits his tape. It's right back off again. Yeah. So I mean, is he ready for the NHL jump yet? I don't know. We don't know yet because we haven't seen him play there. Right. Right. Well, I'll tell you what though. Every time I, I look at Alexander Holtz play, I think to myself, that's what the Rangers should have done with Capocacco. At least give him a quarter to half the half the season to start in the yeah. AHL. Just to get used to it. Yeah, I I still agree with you there, Scotty. And like, I still wish they did. But I mean, you look at him now. Now it's a, he's a different. He's a completely different player. He's oh, yeah. put on fifteen pounds of muscle. Yeah. He's he plays a lot harder. He plays a lot stronger. He's more he's more confident in what he's doing. Um, right. And he's on the right line. I mean, he's honestly on the right line. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That line's great. Oh my god. Yeah. I remember. I think it was when they came back. For, I think the first time they went in the bubble. And when Capo came back, I go, who is this guy? Yes. Like, oh my God. Yeah. This is a different kid. He was huge. Yeah. He was complete. He's a different, completely different skater. And you mm. can see it even in his stride. Like, you know, like he's not, he's not like a, he's not with deer in headlights look. He right. knows where he's got to be, how to play, who he's on the line with, who he's playing against. Right, and right. I don't. That, he, he's got the decision making before the decision is even made. Right, and that's something that Holtz is developing too. The right. way he sees the ice is incredible. And Scott, maybe you and I talked about this. I can't remember if it was you at at the game, but do you watch his feet when he shoots the puck. Yes, it's incredible. Yes, mm-hmm. he's like that. He's like the just the beginning of this generation of kids who like watched like Austin Matthews. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know what I'm Matthews saying? Like, where, like they do yep. this. We- it's crazy. Yeah. It's fascinating to watch because every single time the puck comes off his stick, it is in a completely different angle than it was the last time. It's, it's right. ridiculous to watch. It's yeah. got to be awful to be a goaltender. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man, it's tough. Uh, every time he like, shoots the puck, I expect a goal. I really do. We're down there, like obviously I'm down there in the well for warm-ups, and it's like, you know, we'll watch Foot, we'll watch Holtz, you know, we'll watch all these other guys. But there's always something about Holtz where you're looking and you see what he's doing. And the this feet 
and the angle of his stick, what, how he shoots, he changes it almost every single shot. Just trying to figure out, all right, well, does, it, does this work? That doesn't work. Let's try this one. Let's right. try that one. Like he's got so many tricks in his bag that it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Which it's one are you going to use when you he's get a menace. it? You know what I mean? I'm like, I go, holy. And then you add the speed to it. Yeah. I mean, this kid's he's amazing. Expl- I he he and he doesn't even look like a big dude, and he just has so much power. I just don't understand. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. fun to watch, and he's gonna be gone. Great, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not, but well, he's yeah. he's gonna go. Yeah, we'll see. Well, guys, speaking of exciting hockey at the uh, Adirondack Bank Center, the Utica College Pioneers are ranked third in the nation in the latest USCHO uh, Division Three poll. Uh, the Pioneers split a hard-fought two-game series over the weekend against Adrian College, who are ranked fourth in the poll, by the way. So, guys, let's talk about that Adrian series, and then we'll look ahead to uh, Arcadia and Lebanon, who they got, or Lebanon Valley, sorry, who they got coming in. Yeah. That uh, that Adrian series was everything we thought it was going to be, I have to As say. As advertised. They are who we Pretty thought they much. were. Yeah, we let them off. As the advertised. <laughs> I think Coach Heenan hit the nail. I, I'll tell you what, and watching that game on Saturday, because, again, I couldn't go to the game, so I was stuck here. Uh, watching it on the Empire A app, and all I could think of that after that Saturday game was over was what Coach Heenan said. There's going to be a coach or in Utica that isn't going to sleep on Saturday night, and I almost yeah. felt bad for the Adrian College coach. But, I know, I <laughs> and know. then I didn't see. It I was uh, I. I um, not only that, when Gary mentions, you know, he always gets like a phone call about his how his power play sucks. <laughs> I know uh, they have like seven opportunities uh, in that game or something man. like that. You oh know, I don't. I just, I, I don't know. Like these, the boys are good. Like they're, they're they just got to believe in what they're being, what they got to do. They have, they have so much talent on that roster, gotta and execute. they're so big. And you know, like watching it, watching the overtime game, I was like, okay, this is exactly what we figured. Won it. You know, took a sigh of relief, took a, took a took a step back and realized, you know, all right, did we do things right? Of course we didn't. No team ever does everything right. And then Sunday's game was like, I don't know if we let off the gas. I don't know what happened. But, you know, I think Adrian is just – Adrian takes their opportunity very sure. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were out for blood that game. Oh, yeah. And I'll oh, tell you what, yeah. they play with great structure too. They yeah. do. They, they, they really do. do. You can't take that away from them. No. They, they, I mean, they don't give up on their game plan whatsoever. No, no, they don't. And that, I mean, that goal, I had goal that they scored Sunday, what was it, like a minute and a half left. I mean, that was a really tough angle shot that nine times out of ten isn't going to go in. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it goes sometimes, and, and it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, I mean, Felix the Cat, right? Felix Louis St. Jean. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't play bad. He didn't no, play no. bad at all. I mean, no. really, for for a, a kid no. that's coming in that he's a freshman, so that's his, you know, his introduction to the college experience, so to speak. Um, but I, you know, he played both games too, which I don't. I guess I was a little surprised. I'm not second guessing any decisions or anything like that. I was just surprised by it. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, you might have a little bit of insight or any I idea. Nothing. To... I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I don't. I haven't. Uh... I haven't reached out. I haven't mentioned anything. I haven't talked to anybody. It's probably um, for the best. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're just going, he's going with the hot hand. The high yeah. Hand. Sure. That's what I would say too. Just from yeah. outside perspective. You know, I think he's no, going I with the hot hand. I was just thinking more along the lines, if there was an injury that we didn't, you know. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. Like that. yeah. That's what I was wondering. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was the only thing that, that was comical was, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with my son on Saturday night and they're doing the, the, 
announcements for lineups. And, you know, they had this little goalie that's 5'7 from Adrian. Yeah, I know. Right? And so he, Garrett kind of looks at me, and I look at him, and I go, what? He goes, Dad, their goalie's 5'7". Ours is 6'5". <laughs> I go, yes, I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, he's like, that's a huge difference. And I go, yeah. And I thought, you know, watching this little Adrian goalie skate around, I'm going, all right, you know, he's may, might be the backup. I'm looking at the bigger goalie. This kid played big. I mean, he played yeah, he lights out. I mean, he was he a great goalie. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. And I'll That's tell you, you know, tough. the more I think about it with uh, with St. Jean, you know, actually, it is a good idea to get the freshman early big time starts like that because think about it, he's going to be with the program for four years. Yeah. 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 Right. So the the more pressure situations you can get him into, you know, the better off down the road, really. Well, he's yeah, a transfer sure. in from Salve Regina too, so right. he's not a true freshman. He's not a true freshman. Okay. Right. So oh, that's, that's maybe a, a sophomore, a maybe yeah. a junior, but I mean, you're right. Like, I mean, you know, obviously Dickie's already seen all these teams, you know, he's faced them last year. He's faced them, you know, he's, he's been around the program. So maybe that is it. Maybe Gary's getting them, you know, the experience now, sure. get him out there, get the shots on him. Yeah. Seeing what he's feeling. In the event sure. that he's in much bigger <laughs> situations within the next few years, if you know. Yeah, right. So, right. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, I think, and that's the other thing, you know, in the next few years, you know, you got Dickie graduating this year. Um, so you, you got to have the next man up mentality of like, all right, listen, we're going to, we're going to have this big cat step in and let's see what he's got. And it's not like, you know, like I've said it earlier, I, I believe that, you know, we're going to run into Adrian again. We're going to see him at some oh, point yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave was at that game Sunday, like we were talking earlier, and he put together an awesome video. Yes, which he, I'm did. Put on yes the, he did. I'm putting yes, that on the did. Facebook page. I tried to talk him into incorporating into the show tonight. I, He's well, just so I, humble I just he did it, not want it in there. No, I thought it was like a little long. It was like two minutes, 16 seconds or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's all right. No, that, was well, a, that was a long break. <laughs> now every game means way more. Rest oh, of yeah. The season. Well, that's including, just it. I think it's this weekend. the tone. I like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got Arcadia is a, a newer program starting out. Um, I really don't see much of an issue, I hope, with them. Um, Say welcome Lebanon, to the show, kids. Right. I mean, <laughs> Lebanon Valley. Lebanon Valley is going to come in, and you know they're going to play as hard as they can. Um, again, should go two and zero this weekend, but you never know. A team can get hot at any moment. Right. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think the way it turned out, splitting the way we split was a, probably a good thing. You know, maybe having a little bit more of a gut in the stomach. You know, punt the gut shot, and just saying, hey, you know what? All right, we aren't invincible here. We have to come back and now win rather than losing sure. the first one and then winning the second one. I'd much rather win the first one and lose the second one and then go roll on into the season. Right, right. Now, I think they'll be all right the rest of the way. It's just, I mean, you, when you open up the season against – I mean, that was number three against number four. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and, that's and it wasn't one game. It was two. So, two I mean, back to back. You know. Yeah. So and they were at weird times. They weren't at, they weren't at the normal 7 o'clock start. No. Um, you know, they one was at five o'clock and the next one was at three. So, you know, I mean, like you said, you know, you got to get these guys. It's not a full 24 hours. It, uh, it Even though you still got the home game, you know, you, your gear is not 100% completely dry yet. Um, you know, your muscles are still a little tight. So. Right. But, I mean, they went out there and they gave it their all and they, they had a good game. Yeah, it was a very exciting series. No doubt about that. Okay, guys, I'm going to move on to something that I'm sure you two are both going to want to talk about. It's going to be right in your wheelhouse. You're going to love it. New York Ranger fans, rejoice. Adam Fox has signed a seven-year contract extension that carries a $9.5 million AAV. 
but next season, the Rangers will have $44.1 million in cap space tied up between Panarin, Kreider, Zibanejad, Truba, and Fox. So obviously, you don't want to lose Fox. It was a great idea to get him locked up. But are the Rangers going to have to start moving some young talent before they, they're going to want to get paid? Young talent by, is in by talent, I'm meaning like uh, Keandre <laughs> Miller, Mills Lundqvist. Um, don't forget, Lafreniere and Capocacco are going to want to get paid. Eventually. Laugh looks so good this year. Yeah, I know. And that's the scary <laughs> part, right? That's the scary. Yeah, he that's and the scary he's thing. still a child. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yes. I think I this uh see that's I'm, now that we brought that up. First of all, shout out to Adam Fox, but he got paid. Yeah, he did. Yes, couple he did. couple yes, couple did. sheets and a year. You, good for him. You know what? Yeah. You know you know what the kind of the comical part about that is? Is they're paying him the same thing that Chicago's paying Seth Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If Chicago didn't have enough problems, already. right? Right. Oh man, that's brutal. Yeah, I no. He, I mean, he's Fox looks just as good, if not better, already this year. I mean, and he's doing everything, both sides of the ice. He's playing great yeah. defense. He's passing the puck really well. He's legitimately like an offensive threat, which is crazy. Yeah. And he, I, I don't know, he, he just, he gets it. The kid's got it. He's so much fun to watch. So I'm totally happy. One, now I have an excuse. I can get his jersey. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. And, um, and yeah, but I think the next guy that's going to have to get paid is probably going to be, have to be Lafreniere because the kid is just, yeah, I don't know. Stud. I don't know. He's a stud. Yeah, now. he's a stud. So yeah, that, I mean, it kind of puts us in a weird situation. The Rangers from the beginning, though, before this year, the only people who were on huge contracts were what, Panarin, Kreider and Truba. Truba. So yeah, we brought we're gonna keep DJ Z bad on the ones and twos. So I love that. Fox, love that. There's no contract that's really bad. I mean, Kreider's isn't great, but he Truba's even him this year is playing really well. Truba, yeah, that's his contract's not contract. great, but it, it could be a lot worse. It could be Seth Jones, I think. Yeah, yeah. they right. still gave him seven years though. That's, I know, I know, it's a long one. But he, I mean, he's hey, it's not Mark Stahl. Yes, it could be worse, is I guess. So for now, it's it's fine. So how many more years is he under control? Do we know? I don't even know. Truba, Truba. Yes, I think he's got six seasons left after this one. Yeah, six, yeah. So, five or six. Yeah, five or six. Okay, and he's not. You know, he's what? I think he's my age. He's like twenty-seven. So I'll take a couple decent more years out of Jacob Truba. We can make a run the next couple of years. Ryder's the oldest player that the Rangers have. Right. So and he's 31, 30. Right. And they also paid. Don't forget, they've paid Shosturkin already too. Yeah, yeah. Shosturkin's locked. Yeah, in. yeah. Who's, who? Which <laughs> I mean, is he human? No. I, I, I all mean, bias aside, sorry. all bias aside, and anyone that's going to listen to this and knows me, and they're like, "Oh, you're just a Rangers fan." I'm not being biased. He is currently, and if not, going to be one of the best goaltenders in the league. The, he just is yeah. not a human being. He does no. things that don't make sense. We were on the power play last night. Yeah. And they literally, the best penalty killer out there was Shusty. Yeah, he's incredible. You know, speaking of that game last night, did you see former Comet? That's your Demko. When he lost his blocker, did you see yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. And, I, and the, he's like I, waving you know, at the referee. He's like, dude. Dude. I'm like, here. I go, well, one, you're not blowing the whistle because your helmet's not off. And two, like, how are we not putting the puck in the net? I know. How does that happen? Oh, man. And did you see the save he made? It went off yes. his skate blade. Yes. Off his skate blade. Demmer's a stud, man. I'm like, and that's another oh. one. It's like, you know, like, I mean, we did. We mentioned Demko, Bachman, and you had oh, um, Jacob Markstrom, who's been And Markstrom. You had those three that were in Utica. 
Like, yeah. we've, we've had like, wealth at goaltending here. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean, that was a goaltender's battle last night for the Rangers and the, the Canucks. Yeah, Dem- Demko is he's a stud. I mean, he really has had some really, really, really great development. He's coming along yeah. good, which is mm-hmm. which you would think. I mean, if you're a Canucks fan, which I follow him a little bit, obviously, just from liking the comments. Not, I mean, doesn't matter now, but I've been, the last couple of years it, it's losing Marky, and then you're like, what do we do? You know, right. and then they brought in right. Hopi, which obviously didn't work out. But now Demko's like, yeah. I got it. Don't worry about it. It's right. crazy. It's crazy to see. Yeah. But yeah, no, Shesterkin, top five. Shesterkin, in the league. Yeah. Easy. But easy. I mean, the, he's just the saves that he's making and the way he's doing it. Like, it's just. Have you guys seen, uh, Jerry, you might have seen it. I don't know how much you watch MSG, Scott, but have you seen the way they've been showing the way he moves in the crease with a skate on the, the edge? The, the Shesty. Yeah. The, the Shesty Swivel. The, the, the Shesty swivel, swivel, whatever they call yeah. it. Unbelievable. Yeah. I've talked to a few. A few goalies around here, and I, you know, I mentioned that to them, and they're like, they look at me and they're like, "Come on, really? You're really not going to fall for that?" And I'm like, "Fall for what? Like, that's something that's been trained for years, right?" And I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Just because somebody now brings it up, you think it's like it's the first time anybody's ever done it?" He goes, right. "No." He goes, "Everybody does it. They just do it in their own way." And with Shesty doing it, he has so much power doing it. Right. That's what's making him be the notable guy doing it. Right, 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 right. I mean, the Shesty swivel. I was like, I saw it. And I'm going. I go, wow, that is pretty unique. Like, I've yeah. never, I've never seen it. But I've never noticed like, it. No, yeah, I don't know. I. And all these other goers are like, yeah, that's been done all the time. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> but I, I was, I wasn't a goalie. I've never been a goalie. Right. I don't want to like, be well, a goalie. Okay. Like, if everybody's okay. been doing it, they're just not doing it as good as him. <laughs> right. And that's I'm like, I go well. Now it's being noticed because obviously he's like killing it with this yeah. move. It's like Marty Turkle putting it. his hand the other way on the stick and passing the puck. Nobody <laughs> had ever done that before. <laughs> but yeah, no, he he gets cross. He moves cross crease. It's incredible. It's hey, incredible you know, how fast. It, I know. I don't know. I don't know what he did last night on that breakaway save with Miller. I mean, he lost it between his legs. Yes. Right. But I like I had visions of Lundqvist like coming out of the net oh. all the way over to the side and then just being lost. And I'm like, what are you doing? Right. Get yeah. back in the net, and he wow. did. You know, it burned us, but, but I mean, either other Chelsea's just he's incredible. Yeah. So you got you throw that into the mix for their payroll. Oh, I'm sorry, you got to drop in the Ryan Reeves contract too. Don't forget that they yeah, already yeah. extended him for some reason. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, because we well, need you know we need that we need IR. that in, we need a... that enforcer that hasn't gotten into a fight yet. <laughs> right. I figured we'd be too deep by now. I, I he has none. I mean, he's drawn a shit ton of penalties, but right. Other than that, he hasn't fought anybody. Yeah, he's, saving, he's saving the first one for for the home for home games. You know, I, I hope. And I mean, you know what? It's like, come on. You know what's really surprising too is that Shesterkin really hasn't been getting any run support because the Rangers' offense is bottom half of the league right now. Yeah, surprisingly I enough, I know. Yeah, you know. Yep. But right. I mean, that's Panarin and Zibanejad are kind of off to slower starts compared well, yeah. for them at least. Panarin, no, he he always starts off slow, and Zibanejad kind of does too, but. Yeah, did you see how aggravated Panarin was getting last night? Yeah. I, th- I think he was about ready to throw a stick halfway across Vancouver in one yes. sequence there. Right. Yes. I think he took like seven shots on goal and just nothing would go. That was uh, actually where th- Demko made that skate safe. It was off Panarin. Yeah. Yeah. Where he had no glove. <laughs> and he yeah. just looked yeah. at he's like, you got to be kidding me. This is yeah, I can buy a goal right now. <laughs> That's uh, he's got the, the Zabanajad curse from last season. Yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. Zabanajad started. He was rough last year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good. but then all of a sudden he 
all of a sudden something. Well, that's the thing is he, he, those two guys, they turn it on like at the drop of a hat. Kind of. It's yeah. crazy. Like Panarin. And again, this is going to sound biased, but I, I really do think he's one of the best players in the league. Like he, he does his hands don't make any sense. Right. You know right. what I mean? He's just done, a guy can do whatever he, he wants out there basically. Yeah. And then Zibanejad for me, honestly, I think Zibanejad sometimes just gets in his own head too much. Oh, I, I really do. I think he's oh, a big he mental guy. He has to be. You I know? Mean, he's got it. And it's like, you, you see him out there and all of a sudden it's like, what were you doing on that? Like, right. And on a wide open shot, he'll pass it. It's like, all right, you're in your head. Like you just, right. you can see it. Right. Right. And uh, the year, the year they got shut down, not last year, but the year before that, mm-hmm. the second half of the season, Zvanajet averaged more points per game than any player in the NHL. Yeah. yeah he just Even more up, than yeah. Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he like, can do it. He can do it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just get don't there. get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. It's like, hey, guys, you all got paid now. So just go and do it. Like, I know. Go. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go. Go. Yeah. Go. You're, go you're be good. free. Stop. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry about what your contract's going to be. It's already done. Go. Yeah. It drives me crazy. And that's like, crazy. you know, we were talking about the contracts with Kreider, Zabinajab, Panarin, and Truba. Well, the one that's been the most consistent is Kreider. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I he he's been that guy that he's got the power, the size, and the speed. He'll sit in front of the net and he'll just get that goal. Like, that's yeah. what he does. That Tiffany head against Seattle was gorgeous. Oh, that was a beauty. Crispy. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, well, you know what, guys? I think we're going to end this segment since you're so happy and we'll let you. Uh... Anyways, <laughs> but before, but before we go, there was one other thing I wanted to say about the comments, and I just remember what it was, just to go back to that really quick. Do you realize that they far and away had the least amount of chances on the power play this season? They only have seven. Really? really? I mean, I know they've only played four games, but it's not even close. If you look, boys, at the we got to draw some penalties. Yeah, if you look at the AHL stats for overall, it, you figured they would with the times. speed that they have. Yeah, yeah. In four games, they've only been on the power play seven times. It's ridiculous. Jesus. How many penalties have we taken? Not much. Not much at all. It, it's. Um, I want to say they've taken 12, something bad. like that. It's not bad. It, it really isn't. It's just the, the the refs apparently swallow the whistles when the uh, when the comments are playing. So. Yeah, well, they gave up like three penalties in a row the other night. Yeah, yeah. well. Oh, my God. We were on the kill for like yeah. seven straight minutes. Yeah. Oh. I know. Yeah. But they still haven't given up a power play goal either. Love that. Jinx it, but, you know. Thanks, I swear Scotty. to God. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. Yeah. Well, all right. That'll be my fault. <laughs> That'd be my fault. <laughs> so, anyways, now we're gonna end the segment. So that you know, you guys can be the good guy, and I'm gonna be the one that gets run out of the valley. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna end it like we always do with website of the week. Website of the week is brought to you by 315hockey.com. 315hockey.com is your news hub for all levels of hockey in Central New York. This week's website of the week is oh, Original Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm gonna give uh, Larry and the boys another plug. Uh, that's a it is. It's a great website. Uh, you got to check it out. So anyways, that's our website of the week. We're going to take our last commercial break. And when we do come back, we're going to take a ride on that Zamboni time machine. We'll see you in a minute. Need to find that gift for someone special? Visit Little Falls Presents at the Stone Mill and Canal Place. Stop by today to find unique artist work, t-shirts, coffee cups, gift towels, greeting cards, tote bags, koozies, and original oil paintings and prints. It's all about the art of the gift. For more information, visit mylittlefalls.com slash shop or call 315-508-5310 for details. 
All right, and we're back. Segment three is the Zamboni time machine. Back. The Zam- <laughs> It's firing <laughs> up. Can you hear it? <laughs> uh, the Zamboni time machine is brought to you by Zamboni.com, and the Zamboni name is used with permission. This week, the Zamboni time machine takes us back to 1977 in the last season of perhaps hockey's most eccentric goalie, Gilles Graton. Oh, I know that's a it's a stretch, right? An eccentric goalie, imagine that. <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah, pretty much. Jill uh, <laughs> Graton never wanted to be a hockey player. In fact, he didn't really like the sport at all. Graton really wanted to be a monk, but fate can be funny sometimes, and as fate would have it, he was a pretty darn good hockey player. After starring in junior hockey, he played a few seasons in the World Hockey Association before winding up with the New York Rangers for the 1976-77 season. It was there that his eccentricities really came to light. Graton believed in reincarnation, as he believed he was once a Spanish count who threw rocks at commoners during biblical times. He also believed he lived. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He also believed he lived past lives as a 19th century British surgeon, a 17th century Spanish landowner, a 14th century Indian hobo, and a 12th century sailor. He also believed that the abdominal pains he suffered were from a result of being stabbed by a lance during the Spanish Inquisition. Can't make this up, guys. <laughs> Sounds like you should be at Bellevue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graton also had a habit of hanging around and naked in the locker room after practice, and he actually even skated and had practiced naked once, too. And he was God ordered by him. management not to take the ice naked for the Rangers' last game of that season. He really wanted to. Uh, Graton once refused to play a game because the moon and Jupiter were not lined up correctly. One season of the man named, known as Gratuni the Looney was all the Rangers could take. After a run-in with management, he was released, and he never played pro hockey again. He moved to India for a while and also reportedly lived in an abandoned castle in Europe. And that, my friends, concludes this trip on the Zamboni time machine. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Goalies are weird. <laughs> Once again, it's a goalie. Goalies are weird. Exactly. Well, look at Tim Thomas. He's living in a bunker. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when the Bruins did, they did they they re- did a, a group stream watching the 2011 Cup. They had to, like satellite him in from like the mountains. Wow. Yeah, he's... him him and Ricky Williams. Listen, yeah. <laughs> he wants to be away or prepared I guess, or both. I guess, I guess. Can't say you blame him. I had the oh, guy man. living in the castle. You wouldn't live in a castle. I yeah. would love to live in a castle. I feel like he'd be drafty. Yeah, probably kind of creepy <laughs> too, I'd imagine, right? I feel a little drafty. Yeah, a little, a little creepy. I don't know. I don't Which know. one's going to be cre- I mean, you got the guy that has been a part of all these different eras that obviously hasn't been a part of one of those eras. I mean, what's creepier? Good point. Uh, Good point. Know, right? it, it suits him, I think. Right, maybe yeah. he thought it was his house. Yeah. I, I thought mean, for a second he was talking about me. Well, is there something you want to tell us? I wondered where he was going with that. Yeah, this entire time, I thought Dave the save was just kind of like convenient for hockey. Is there something you need to tell us? Yeah. <laughs> Depends. No, you don't say that word at this age. Follow us on social media, folks. <laughs> yeah. You can't get this anywhere else. <laughs> Uh, oh awesome. boy well i'll tell you what i think we're going to end it on that note because you cannot beat david safe talking about his depends <laughs> no no way no, possible so uh, no. so i'll skate naked for you scott just to prove i don't oh boy okay yeah um, 
you know, I could just see this this game we're playing and just got 17 <laughs> times more interesting. I think so, the moons have just aligned. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'll show you the dark uh, side of the moon anytime. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, so, I, boys, I'll uh, see you this weekend, eh? Yeah. yeah. More visuals hey. on that one. <laughs> Uh, we want to. We are in no way associated with the original Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. We just got to see some of this disclosure. But we want to do thank Larry Paquette for coming on to talk to us. Uh, you can awesome. find us online at martinsillegalstick.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Martin's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast. You can find us on YouTube on all major podcast platforms under My Little Falls. So. For Dave the Save Warner, for Jeremy the Professor Roberts, and for the Macho Dom, Dom Real, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.